anyway, um, is there a question? <laughs> or Kevin question? Thank you for listening to the David lynching <laughs> of Nerdburger. Wow, all kinds of sideways. Yeah. I do, also, uh, I also want to know if people like give their last name as Donner when they go to fancy restaurants where they don't just say Donner to call you up to Don, get your Donner they say party. Donner of, party of, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donner party of five. I mean, Donner party of four. I mean, Donner party of three. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Yeah. 340. There's nothing special about that number. No. It's 20 minutes on the wrong side of 4 o'clock. <laughs> Other than that. Yeah. How's it going, Craig? Pretty good. Kickstarter's sh- chugging along. Oh, yeah. That's uh Chug, 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 you know, chug, chug, things chug, might chug, change, chug, but it doesn't. That's the train noise that we hear at your house all the time, right? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what the train sounds like that you hear at my apartment all the time. All the time. Given that you haven't been to my apartment in well, I don't know. five years. No, it hasn't been that long. I haven't had anybody else other than my brother Kurt when he visited in my apartment in over three you don't over two for sure. Host any Maybe games, three game nights anymore. No, I do. I go places for game <laughs> nights all the times now, or I do stuff online. No, I've I've become a recluse. <laughs> Terrible. It's um, it's great, isn't it? Being in a recluse, it's not bad. I was just thinking about that when you came over. When I'm I like, want people, I can go find them. I wonder I know what the, where they are. I wonder what the what the weather's like outside. What the temperatures like? Is it cool this morning? I don't know, because I have no reason to go outside on I'll the just weekends. Wa- I'll just wait till Craig comes over, and then I'll open the door and find out. I didn't even notice. I'd forgotten by the time I opened the door to think about what the temperature was like. I, I, I mean, it's Georgia fall. Think of that as you will. What was, what was it like, guys? What was the weather like, Josh? <laughs> eh, it was all right. Eh. Still warm, but not boiling. We're having our, uh, our first of our false breaks in the heat. Which we'll have at least two, possibly four. Oh, good! <laughs> and then just well, so it'll be like, yeah. it'll be like we should have had it'll be January before it gets below six. Well, we th- this would have been number two, but number one got pushed out of the way by that stupid Dorian. Just sat there, <laughs> blocked the cold front from coming through. Idiot! Stupid hurricane! <laughs> stupid hurricane! So dumb. <laughs> so yeah, the Kickstarter's rocking and rolling. Um, you know, things might change. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, guys. But, uh, but it, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it may not do as well as noir, and that's okay if that's the case. But it's, it's done well enough that it's going to get made. So that's all that's important. Well, it's the, it's the third supplement. It's the second supplement. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's yeah. the second. Noir is in the 40s, and then Covert's in the 60s, and then Offworld will be the one that ties it all together. Are they supposed to be doing better, or are they supposed to be doing slightly worse? 
I would think that they, gonna, there, there would be like a taper off. You would think there's tep- typically like a taper off effect because some people will get the first supplement and be like, oh, that's okay, that's cool. And some people will be excited about that and be looking forward to the third one. Mm-hmm. But you're also using the supplements as a way to get everything else or to get the core book and everything. So you can't necessarily, you know, like some that's people true. will discover the game for the first time. You, you can't with just. The, the second supplement Kickstarter. Yeah, you can't just judge by the performance of that particular Kickstarter. It's hard to be sure right now yeah. because all of the early months was $10 backers getting the supplement because it's all the people who had all the stuff earlier because they're the the established fan base. So now as we move forward into the second, third week, it's going to be a lot of 23 and 33, you know, like the higher backer tiers where people are finding the game for the first time and they're going to get like, I'm going to get the core game. Oh, wait, Covert, or I'm going to get, you know, two other books books. I need to get. Yeah. Plus a whole bunch of minis and... So... Other will things. that will that skew things back up toward the end Deck with, of cards. because it, there'll be the same number of backers but at higher backer levels because they're getting right. more stuff will that skew things back up later we'll find out and even if it doesn't then it's there's two effects in place one is it's the second supplement which may not get as many as the first supplement and second of all maybe people just like noir stuff better than they like spy stuff and when hmm. the sci-fi one comes out maybe people will like sci-fi stuff more I, w- I would think that people would like spy stuff more than noir stuff and then sci-fi stuff more than spy stuff so that you would you'd, have a curve you'd, upward you'd, naturally. You'd think so, but but I don't know. But but there's a... I know that I know that like spooky moody stuff in and horror stuff and everything yeah. like that is really popular in gaming and noir is as close as the game is yeah. going to get to horror. So I don't know. Plus we you know we've already identified like three three different uh mechanisms by which things could go up or trend up or down and they're now they're a, fighting against yeah. each other and we and there's no way to be sure because i can't a b test i right. can't go to an alternate universe yeah. where everything is exactly the same except i release the two supplements in reverse yeah. order yeah. to see how they do i mean I, I can't do that yeah that alternate universe exists you just can't i go just there. haven't been able to access nope. it yet yeah. try as i might so josh how's it going it's going fine you're in the busy season for video games. Little, little bit. It's the so sun- we'll be talking about that today. The summer lull has let up, and now all the big releases kind of getting pushed out before you know the the holidays are are upon us. Sure. So we will have video game talk at some point today. Woohoo! That'll be exciting. Did you uh, work at? Dragon Con again? Yeah, I yeah, uh volunteered up in uh pop and comic art and which is always a good time, though Dorian kind of put a damper on things the last day. Has stupid hurricane again. A, bu- <laughs> a bunch of guests having to bug out as they they lived in places where either the travel was gonna be impacted as of reversing the roads for evacuation or just because they wanted to get home to ride it out. Yeah. I heard that, yeah, there were people that, uh, you know, like, as it was rolling up on Florida, there was a lot of people that who were going to be traveling through Florida or whose flights were going to go through someplace in Florida that they were, like, you know, scrambling for last-minute changes. Well, well, even people... Or canceling things out, right? People then, who lived anywhere along the coast, yeah, like, yeah. even if it was Georgia or the Carolinas, like, yeah. you know, when, especially when the path changed, has. One of my friends is an EMT in Savannah who was up here for Dragon Con, and all of a sudden she was being told that, no, you have to rush back home uh, to, to be ready for right after it goes through. Yeah. Those natural disasters, those weather phenomena, they will uh, 
<laughs> they will mess up everybody's schedule. Stupid hurricanes. Hate that guy. He does <laughs> stupid hurricane sound effects. Stupid hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change my <laughs> intro bit. <laughs> What's news, Craig? Um, do you guys remember The Far Side? I do. Gary Larson's The Far Side. I oh. was, I was, my mug, my coffee mug is, is, is the uh, chicken uh, waiting to cross the road. Well, Gary Larson, um, but retired I got, I, from. I, I got my pop now. That's okay. That's okay. Gary Larson retired from making The Far Side. Um, back in 1995, and um, when the internet started to become a thing, he kindly asked people to please not share his cartoons, cartoons all over the internet because this, like, the residuals and ongoing sales of things is how he's going to make money. It's sure. his livelihood, and of course, um, that, don't yeah, don't make me come back. <laughs> that, of course, that. Uh, that didn't wholly hold. There's, you know, you can find Farside. Yeah. You know, those single I mean, you're never going to stop that entirely. You no, know, yeah, you can't yeah. stop it entirely. But, uh, you know, you, I, I would say that in the intervening years, people I don't were see, pretty good for the They were pretty far. good about it. I don't see a ton of no. Farside Mo- out there. Mostly you see the one with the kid pushing on the door that says the, the, pull to the well, school, certain, school well, of the ones gifted. that have become yeah. memed. Yeah. The, the mid-fail school, <laughs> yes. mid-fail school for the gifted, yeah. <laughs> He's pushing on the pull door. <laughs> um... But he uh, he posted a little something um, online. I'm trying to find the actual blurb. It was like it's a tease, basically. Uncommon, unreal, and parentheses soon to be and parentheses unfrozen. A new online era of the far side is coming. That's, that's what he put on his website. So does that mean he will make his uh, the old cartoon uh, uh, available? Like an official location, yeah. Like in in some sort of official location where it's like, okay, now you can you didn't have the, uh, you know, you don't have the book, can't find the book because they're all out of print. You can go and get this collection or that collection in digital form and put it on your tablet or have it on your computer or whatever. So you'll be able to purchase it. So I, I would prefer a nice uh, re reprint of the, of the book, a nice coffee table book. Um, and you know that might happen too. <laughs> that. Um, if it, I, you know, I imagine it's one of those things that if they, if there's a, if there's a good response to online sales, they might say, yeah, let's go ahead and put out like, you know, a best of collection, maybe just to test the waters with a book or a, you know, like one, one collection. And I suppose they could do the first year. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the far side ever like had that slope of becoming like, well, it was kind of okay. And then by the, by the fourth year, it was really rocking. Like the far side was pretty good all the time. Oh um, yeah. And so, you know, like he just put, put the first year out or the, whatever, the first two years in a book form and just that see one of those things received, where how it's received and then maybe do more. Now, Gary, we'll I mean, I get the whole re- retiring when you're at the top of your game thing but come on man like give it a couple more years at least he only did this he only did this strip for 15 years yeah yeah i like i knew he had retired a long time ago from it i didn't realize it had been that long i didn't realize it was 95 it ran from 80 to 95 yeah Yeah. um and uh you know you look at like charles schultz was around forever and mort walker and some of these you know people that did like you know beetle bailey and whatnot like beetle bailey was like that 
strip really overstayed its welcome <laughs> like it was funny for a while and then it was just like okay now it's just kind of the same thing over and over and over well then you have the ones like nancy that have been handed off to newer creatives yeah. that have just become this legacy thing um but gary larson was one of those uh cartoonists who said nope this is uh you know i did my thing and i'm I've, i'm i've done my thing so here's what it is 15 years not bad um still talk about him still see stuff up there and and there's a little bit of buzz still even you know 20 plus years later of somebody saying ooh i i see i can get the far side again i see that i've got a couple of books but i don't know where they are <laughs> they're buried in a box somewhere i i mean i feel like the far side is one of those kinds of things that like if a collected edition came out via digital bookstore i would really like to have that and the really great thing about those one panel strips is that in today's day and age, that is a spectacular format. Saver. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's Just a good to have a slideshow yeah. screensaver. That's golden. Yeah, just yeah, it's, yeah, it's for perfect. Sure. So every time you come back to your computer, you're like, oh, there's a Gary Larson. Mm -hmm. I'll sit here and watch yeah. for a couple. Yeah. <laughs> you it, can it, read them in just like they only yeah. need to be up for like ten seconds. You can, and then you sit there for you know a couple flips, and then you go and. It's just, your it's just a good format for so many reasons. Yeah, it's good for online stuff. It's, you know, one image, boom, in a Facebook or tweet post. It's, in um, a Facebook or post in a tweet thing. and It's already square. It's you can perfect put it, for Instagram. You can put it in the tube views and... <laughs> you can just fuzz it up and make it look like you're viewing it through an aquarium full of urine. Like every picture on Instagram. <laughs> Still don't understand Instagram. Someone so it's like Twitter, with but with... But with pictures and longer descriptions of the well, pictures. Well, it, it, why is that better? Well, Instagram is weird because I never use <laughs> filters when I do stuff on Instagram. But like, I know like someone actually analyzed it, and like, if you use any filter, it doesn't really matter which one. It immediately gets your pictures more attention. Like no <laughs> filter, no filter. Very few people will notice it. Put a filter on it; it'll get a lot more engagement. <laughs> Ew, that photo looks realistic. <laughs> unlike yeah. you know there's the joke that everything looks like you know photos taken by my parents in the 80s those little <laughs> square photos that everything's kind of fuzzy <laughs> i stole that aquarium full of urine thing from somebody but that was <laughs> from comedian. so long ago i don't remember who it is <laughs> what else is news mike um, no i was gonna say that's a great that's a great format that one panel square format is awesome for everything that isn't the family circus <laughs> <laughs> okay not a fan of the family circus. When I was eight, the family circus was was mildly entertaining. When I was younger, yeah. Um, but even as a young child, I felt the the cheat Sundays, where they, it was just the like the footsteps of the sure. kid yeah, running around, yeah, the, yeah. like going to all these different places, and there'd be like a couple of little blurbs that were trying to be funny. There was like there was no story. It was just like, oh, Billy ran around the neighborhood. Well, thanks for that. Because Billy is hyper and ate too much brown sugar out of the cupboard. Now, if you go digging for like people who have have re um, they've uh, 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 like rewritten the the word bubbles. <laughs> some of those are amazing. <laughs> There's some family circus stuff out there that's really dark. Ma made them not so family friendly. <laughs> it's really yeah. dark. A little, more a little more circus, a little less family. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's you know what is it um. Garfield without Garfield or whatever Garfield it's called. Garfield minus Garfield. Garfield yeah. minus Garfield where it's somebody just, just went through literally just took <laughs> literally took get, hold on literally took strips of from Garfield where it's Garfield and John or sometimes Garfield and somebody else yeah. but often John. Yeah. Um and just removed Garfield's 
words, his yeah. thought bubbles. So, so it so looks Garfield like John is still there, but it's just John. And he talking. still has facial expressions, uh-huh. and he's still reacting to things that John's saying. But it looks like John is insane. It looks <laughs> yeah. like John is like really having imbalanced. this bizarre conversation in his head <laughs> with the cat. Yeah, the, they'll have either of you, uh, and those you know, like they'll be like the uh, panel real quick. Yeah. Like you know, John says something, and then the next panel is Garfield responding, uh-huh. and then John will say something. But the Garfield response in the middle panel is gone. It's just so an expression the implica- on Garfield's face. The, right. It's just his expression. But but John's in the panel not saying anything. So it's just the now now it's the now the implication is that John <laughs> says something, thinks about what he just said, <laughs> and then says something and else. Says something else, and just, it changes the narrative yeah. completely. Now another <laughs> another good comic edit in that vein. Uh, have either of you ever seen Three Nuts? No, it's peanuts with uh, as it's normally a four panel thing. It's peanuts with the last panel removed and the last panels where you normally have like the punchline. And so it just completely changes the the context of a lot of the comics where like you have the you have this build up to Charlie Brown talking about how, you know, his uh his depression or whatever and then like the last panel that would turn it into a joke is gone so it's dark now i i apologize it's minus garfield garfield's not even in there anymore it's just john john talking to nobody for some reason i was thinking garfield no no that that's a different one that there are actually okay this one's called garfield minus garfield okay (laughs) That there is another one that Garfield is still there with the speech bubbles removed. Okay, so I have seen different versions. Yeah. <laughs> of course, so here's of course jo- there's here's, multiple Here's versions. one with John where he's looking clearly where Garfield is supposed to be. Garfield's not there, and he says, I always try my best. And then he turns to start to walk away. This, this is the spot where Garfield would say something. Uh-huh. And then he turns back to Garfield and says, and then I fail. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better than regular Garfield. <laughs> well, I think... Uh... <laughs> I think they all have their place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. Anywho, what else? Anything? So everybody keep your eyes out. Farsight's coming back in some capacity, looks like. Well, since we're talking about cats, and Josh is here. Josh has cats. I, I am a fan of cats, yes. How many cats do you have now? Uh, Two? Three. Three. Because I had two for a long time, then when my roommate and her two cats moved out, I ended up replacing her with a third cat. <laughs> Like you do. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So this was a headline that I saw this morning. And it said, for fat cats, the struggle is real when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off. And I thought this was going to be some snarky article about r- rich people who can't lose weight. No, it's actually about cats that are fat. Cat named Miko. Miko Angelo. This is his full name. But they call him Miko for short. He was overweight. So his owners uh, enrolled him in a study, a year-long study, at the Virginia Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine. They did weekly check-ins and fed him a special low-calorie diet of high-nutrition food. The ideal candidates had no illnesses but were a bit chunky. And it turns out that all you have to do is um, pretty much ration their food and not let them eat whatever they want. (laughs) The owner says... uh, I used to, like, share whatever I was eating with him if he wanted it, which is really bad. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> and that, uh, they said he was a, he's a vacuum eater, which that was the, that was the, the cat that I had, Sid. 
Sure. Who was yeah. 26 pounds <laughs> at his maximum, which is not much less than that dog over there. Yeah. He's, he was nearly <laughs> round. Yeah. Like you, you could, you could play soccer with yeah. him. He was like, he was roly poly. And cats can be so variable with that. Like some of them will control their eating very well on their own. And that's what this article says. And then when you have, when you have multiples though, and you're trying to portion it out for the, for, for multiple, was, it's yeah. hard to control how much any one of them eats. That was always my problem. Cause I lived in like a studio apartment or a one bedroom of apartment with no door. And there was literally no way to separate the two. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until we moved into our two-bedroom that we had before this house that we actually had, we could separate them. And that's when the vet was like, he needs a dental and we're not going to put him under (laughs) unless he gets under 20 pounds. So, um, yeah, you need to do something about it. And so we separated them. We had dinner time for both of them and rationed both of their food, but I gave the one that was skinny and could sell they self-regulate the food um she got more if she wanted it and i just took away whatever was left over but uh no i had to measure it out and give him special diet food and all that but um yeah the study sponsored by purina so of course it is yeah well, who else is going to do the study i mean it's going to be re- sponsored by a pet food manufacturer not going to be sponsored by ford true but like i think purian (laughs) is like the biggest so i I thought it might be one of the the, sometimes the smaller manufacturers will fund stuff yeah they uh, start with an assessment on on a body weight scale starting with uh, a score of one means emaciated and nine is obese and then uh, they said there are pets that leave the scale (laughs) <laughs> we definitely have pets that become a nine plus plus uh, Miko was a nine his owners thought that he might be a seven um, which they said was a sobering realization first uh, first change say the vets so put an end to your cats all day snacking but as cat owners know Josh cats have a way of making their needs heard yeah <laughs> that is accurate wailing all night long or jumping on heads, <laughs> keeping everyone else from sleeping. I didn't have the jumping on heads, just the wailing and scratching and just generally making a ton of noise. Yeah. yeah, it says, one cat in the study ate a whole bag of gluten-free bread in protest. <laughs> like, c- c- counter-surfed and got a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> Gotta put child locks on all your food. Yeah. And you never know, like, some cats are really specific about which human food they're attracted to. Like, I had a cat, like, years ago, who I don't know if, it, like, I don't know how cats view color, but something about, like, red and green. So, like, a salad with tomatoes or something like that, she would hyper fixate on. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that, because they one of the suggestions is, go ahead and feed them vegetables. They 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 will eat vegetables if you introduce them to vegetables and they'll want more of them. They didn't say anything about the color, but, um, and the other, the other thing is, uh, something that helped with one of, one of the study, uh, cats was that the cat's owner was also dieting at the same time. And so they had this problem with, with people not wanting to say no to the pet because you can't reason with them. 
Um, they just want food when they're hungry. And uh, so <laughs> this didn't this didn't help the cat so much as it helped the the human deal with <laughs> forcing the diet on the cat because the human was dieting too. So as they say, uh, the owner was saying no to both of them, and that made it easier. But anyway, I got duped by the headline. Way to go, NPR. <laughs> Yeah, it's the the issue all I always had is like I probably was like a little too permissive with my first cat, but then like much like with kids with the later ones, it's just kind of like, eh, you're good. I know you're good. <laughs> just go on about your day. <laughs> yeah, every every little thing is uh, the end of the world with the first one, and by the time, like with my sister, see the way she deals with the kids. Oh it's yeah, just yeah. like. At this point, she jokes about them having uh, getting barcode tattoos on the backs of their necks so that um, scanning them in at the emergency room is easier. Yeah, <laughs> the first kid, the first kid, you you know, you wrap them in foam and plastic, you know, bubble plastic wrap bubble wrap and, and yeah. everything. By the second kid, they're playing with the blender and you don't care. <laughs> I I I, I, I was, entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was my parents' youngest, so I I saw that end of things basically. Yeah, I I was mine too, and so that the the sister in question i remember her always complaining you never let me get away with that when i was this age <laughs> i was the oldest kid but i was also a good kid so i think i probably ruined things for clark <laughs> <laughs> so he acted out more and got in more trouble than me because he you know like he got a lot more he got more i i, I was like i rarely got reprimanded once i was beyond like the age of five um you're a good boy i was a good boy i was you're a good, good boy. boy who's a good boy yeah i'm a good boy um, but so, then, you know, so not that like, Clark was a bad boy, but Clark was just, no, Clark was a little bit of a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, he, he took advantage of the, uh, permissiveness a little bit and got, uh, slapped down for it quite a bit. He got in trouble more than either me or because Kurt. He, he introduced a variable to the equation that the, the parents weren't used to because you were such a good boy. Yes. <laughs> but then it, it, Oh, each of our children has a, a different, uh, <laughs> thought process and free will and they, uh -oh. they have different personalities <laughs> But so then by Clark's the time going to be a little more of a troublemaker. By the time Kurt came around, then we're, we're, was it back to the the typical? I think Kurt scenario is just. I think Kurt the, is the, more like me. The, the baby got uh, got away with more. I don't know that he, a, we'd have to ask to Clark. Him. You have to you'd have to ask him because keep in mind he's eight years younger than me. So by the time he was quote unquote getting away with things, I was were, three years into yeah, college. Sure, you know by the time he like was running around in a car, <laughs> like had freedom and like, okay, what, what's your curfew you like? I think that he, he probably had, you know, restrictions on him and then earned later curfews and stuff much like I did because he and I have more similar mentalities. Mm -hmm. We are more similar to each other. Whereas Clark is the, I don't want to say black sheep, but he's certainly, you know, he, he pushed the boundaries more and got in trouble more. He's a, a middle child, but maybe not necessarily for the, same reasons. Kind of. Middle children are referred to as middle children. Well, I mean, because if, you're such a good boy. If and we were saying that so much, the dog came over yeah. here, and now he's like, I, really, am I? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the troublemaker. I mean, if, if there was a troublemaker amongst the three of us, he was the one. Even though he didn't get into anything. Like, there's, there's kids out there that got into a lot more worse stuff than uh, what Clark ever did. But he was, of us, Yeah, he was the... He was the uh, the rules breaker, the curfew yeah. breaker. But in the end, he was he was the only one of the three of you that that uh, made your uh, gave your parents a, a grandchild. So 
<laughs> that's true. But also points. That, that, that's <laughs> that's actually similar pattern in my family. Middle child was the only oh, yeah. one to give grandparents. But I also grandchildren. I also like my 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 main girlfriend situation in in high school was with a girl who went to a different school, so I didn't see her on a daily basis. So it was like on the weekends. <laughs> so the one the first time that I came home from seeing her late on a Saturday night and missed my curfew was the night that I was I had my car keys taken away from me for a month. Wow. And so I never broke my curfew again <laughs> because I don't get to see my girlfriend for a month. Yes. Also, um, eliminated opportunities for you to make grandchildren. <laughs> it's a little self-defeating there. Anyway. <laughs> what else is news, Craig? I'm sorry, I thought that was where you were going with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, what else is news? Um, how many times do you think Sean Bean has died on screen? I don't know, but I bet there's something on the internet that keeps keeps account. Well, we've got an article here um, from a few days back that uh, actually names a number, so I'm going to assume that that number is correct. It's 23. Is that all? Yeah. Well, oh my god, it's the number 23! <laughs> yeah, if you look for the number 23, you find it everywhere. What, <laughs> what's hilarious to me is one of the few movies he was in that he didn't die in is the Silent Hill movie. The, the live action silent which is a horror image. movie yeah. which is like a, well, the one you would expect you would expect to... everybody to die yeah, yeah right? exactly so um he's taken to uh like it's well he's not taken to do it. he didn't like do a campaign for this or anything but he has actually started turning down roles that where he dies where he dies because he's done it he's done it a bunch it's <laughs> like he's he's getting cast because keep in mind the characters who die tend to be the same types of characters sure. like yeah. it's the bad guy or it's like the sympathetic person that you know, like the the sympathetic helper character that's going to help the hero or heroine, that, and then and then get, get killed, killed in the process to mm-hmm. to save them and allow them to fulfill their story. So he's yeah. playing a lot of the same roles sometimes, because these characters die. Sometimes they even they even look alike, like yeah. uh, Boromir and uh, and Ned. I, I, I mean, once it became a meme, of course he would want to like try to disassociate himself from it a little. So bit. he's he started to. Uh, you know, he's even got like he's taking photos of himself. He's like in front of, uh, uh, he's it, it, holding up a, a sign that says hashtag Don't Kill Me, <laughs> T-shirt that says hashtag Don't Kill Sean Bean. <laughs> and then my favorite little bit in here. Um, so supposedly, we'll be seeing more Sean Bean roles where he survives to the end. But they do have a, uh, and he's been doing this for a few years apparently. But he's got a you know, there's a meme of here. It's like Sean Bean, a picture of him, Sean Bean. It's like an obituary kind of thing. Sean Bean, 1959 to 1986, 1989, 1990, Ah. Patriot Games is one, two, three, four, five, six, number seven. That was the first uh, movie I remember seeing him in. Um, you wouldn't probably recognize any of the movies before Patriot Games. Ah. So I think maybe Patriot Games is where he started. Kind of broke l- through. More international um, recognition. So then, yeah, he was Patriot Games, GoldenEye, um, Lord of the Rings, Equilibrium, Henry VIII, The Island, the Hitcher, which is, you know, well, that kind of had to happen. Um, Death Race 2. <laughs> Funny, 
I just, God, I forgot about this, but I saw Patriot Games in the theater. What do you say it was 92? 92 for yeah. Patriot Games. That was, so that was the second Tom Clancy movie after Hunt for Red October. The first one with Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan. And uh, so that was kind of a big deal. So that was a packed theater. And um, I remember when his name came up on the screen in the opening credits, multiple people laughed out loud because it's S-E-A-N-B-E-A-N. Right. And scene they were bean. like, scene bean. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, people la- laughed. La- like, <laughs> like <laughs> Didn't know that spelling. <laughs> they, well, because they never, they, they didn't know who he was. They'd never seen him before. Sure. They probably knew the spelling of Sean, and they knew the spelling of Bean, yeah, but they never seen S H A W N or A U N. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> They'd never seen them put together. Yeah, in you know letters never, that were ten feet tall on the screen. Really, never really thought about it. Um, now, my I wonder if this you know he's going to start doing all these roles where he doesn't die, and he's always take, only taking roles where he doesn't die. And then at some point, he's gonna there's going to be a movie where Sean Bean's going to be in it, and it's going to be this huge fake out because everybody's going to be like, no, but they're not going to kill Sean Bean off. He doesn't die He doesn't anymore. die in movies anymore. Holy crap, they killed Sean yeah. Bean. No, the, uh, <laughs> and the... then he's just going to tap dance out under the screen <laughs> yeah. with jazz ends, be like, <laughs> no, funny uh, video game tie in. You've been beaned. Uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Bean was brought in to be a an assassination target in Hitman 2. Like, sure. like they do these things called elusive targets that are like that they're things you can only do for like a week. You can play these targets like a week, like once a year, as they'll bring them back eventually. But Sean Bean was like played the target who was like a weapons dealer whose code name was the Immortal. <laughs> sure, playing off of the yeah, yeah. The cliche. Okay. Well, there you go. Sean Bean. One of these days, Sean Bean's going to die in a movie and everybody is going to lose their effing minds because it's going to be 20 years from now. They're going to be like, but that's the guy that never dies. Well, he's proven he has a sense of humor about yeah. it oh, and for himself sure. for and his sure. previous roles. I mean, look at The Martian where they they cast him in the role of the guy who proposes the you know the the maneuver or whatever and the, 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 they, give, they code name it. Mm-hmm. You know, after the Lord of the Rings, yeah, the meeting that they have. What what is it? The Not, Council of Elrond. Thank you, Elrond. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the one that has to explain it on screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, he picked up the uh, exp- exposition duties from Legolas in the movies because Legolas <laughs> was the one who was always explaining things for us. <laughs> anyway, anything else? Or are we rocking and rolling to video game stuff? We could go to video games. All right, Josh, let us have it. All right, well, uh, like, bunch of, like I said, big releases are starting to come out, and, like, big announcements as well, and Nintendo made... Nintendo! ...made two announcements for Switch that I think caught everyone off guard. Uh, so they announced that the Switch was getting a port of uh, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which is, like... This was a game that came out when I was in college and is still kind of considered one of the best Star Wars games, but just for it to be dug up after all this time for a port on a modern console is it's interesting, but but it's, it's kind of fun to maybe see more people become aware of it again. Sure. 
And they also announced, this is an odd one. So so back in the PS2 era, there was this game called Deadly Premonition developed by a Japanese developer who goes by the nickname Sweary. I'm not going to try to say his real <laughs> name because I will butcher it. But Deadly Premonition is like literally Twin Peaks the game. (laughs) It's FBI agent coming to a small town to solve a mysterious murder and strange, vaguely supernatural things start happening. Okay. And Sweary kind of denied it initially, but like later he's like, yeah, I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. Chewing gum you like is coming back into style. And... <laughs> it's such a weird game because like it, it was released as a budget like $20 game at the time uh so there's like a lot of like there's a lot of bugs but none that broke the game and like it, some of them are viewed as having enhanced the experience <laughs> and there's a weird level of attention to detail like you have to drive around the town and like you have to think about fuel for your car and there's only one gas station in town because <laughs> it's a small town and it's not open 24 hours it is oh, it, but okay. but it's like if you go during the day it's it's like a husband wife that runs it and it's like if you run during if you go during the day like one of them's there and if you go at night it's the other one hmm. um and, and like they're little that's de- not a very good marriage you're yeah. never spending any time together yeah. but there are little <laughs> details like if you don't shave, i would argue that's a yeah. very good attention yeah. to detail <laughs> but but there are these weird <laughs> details fair. like if you don't if you don't shave like he grows like the scruffy beard like if, <laughs> if you don't change your clothes often enough like he starts to stink and flies start hanging around <laughs> him like just for this budget title like a weird attention to detail i wonder I wonder if anybody, you know, like who really got into the game and was playing it for hours and hours and oh. days and days on end ever got to that scene where their character started to stink and they were like, mm. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> and, and it's I'm it, turning into the character. <laughs> but but so it was one of those games that wasn't like very popular when it first came out, but built up this like significant cult following like enough that it's gotten a couple of high like it got like a ps3 and a pc like director's sure. cut style re-release and so like a like a week and a half ago thereabouts nintendo was like oh by the way today deadly premonition is coming out on switch and also we're funding a sequel <laughs> that's a way to get some uh some buzz oh like uh, here's here's this weird little game that maybe you haven't played but i've at least heard of and we're going to bring it back and we're going to do another one and they just they didn't you know if that's i suppose that's a way to you know promote something like that is like you don't do a build-up to something like that you do like the weird marketing thing yeah just like all of a sudden blam here you go yeah just all of a sudden here's the port and by the way we're putting out another one you know whenever it's finished i don't think they put a hard date to that yet just kind of we're working on it sure and I think I think it's going to be a prequel, is what I read. But... Oh, it's going to be Firewalk with me. Uh, yeah, maybe, oh, maybe. No. Firewalk with me was terrible. Speaking of 1992 about, movies, about 15 percent of that movie was useful. Yeah, mostly it was just masturbation yeah. for David Lynch being like, "Look at this wonderful world I created." Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, like, like oddly enough, like I, I have. That is not... how he talks. Yeah, <laughs> look at this wonderful world. Yeah, I, I have all these strange characters. Yeah, I, I have not watched Twin Peaks myself, <laughs> but like ninety percent of the Twin Peaks references I know are because of this game. So. Sure, 
You're better off than I am. The only Twin Peaks I've ever seen is Firewalk with me. Oh my God. Yes. Watch the actual series <laughs> today. And, and I've heard I've heard and, the return is probably, real good as well. And you probably don't remember much about Firewalk with me and no. don't watch it again. Just watch the series. From watch the, the beginning. Watch until the well, watch until, you know, whatever episodes into the second season or whatever. Whenever they when they solve Laura Palmer's murder. Wait, did the did the movie come out in the middle of the original run? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like And it's a prequel. And it's like here's all the stuff that happened to these characters before to like help you learn more about them, but like most of but like, to, to watch it in a, in the order in which it was originally uh, presented, you have to go halfway through the second season, then watch the movie, then go back and finish the original no, run. No, you don't have to and watch And then the come movie. back and watch this latest run. You don't have to watch, you don't have to watch the movie. You don't have to watch the movie. No, the movie does okay. nothing. It, you, the series tells the story. But it's just da- fine. It, but it's art. It's David Lynch's art. It's yeah, the way he, David Lynch. It's the way he wants everyone to experience it. Yeah, well, take a look at some of his other movies. You know what? Hell, <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what. Instead, instead... <laughs> Watch a good David Lynch movie. Watch the first season of, <laughs> of Twin Peaks, then watch Wild at Heart, and watch Eraserhead, and then watch the second <laughs> season. Oh, okay. Watch watch the good. It's Wild at Heart. That's the one, right? Uh, Am I getting the name wrong? I I, I don't know my like. I've seen David Lynch stuff, but I don't. Eraserhead. Know. Watch Eraserhead. Eraserhead's yeah. the weird one. Yeah, it's David Lynch. Yeah, it's Wild yeah. at Heart. That's the Nicolas Cage one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that one's weird. <laughs> Nicolas I... Cage and Laura Dern. Yeah. Back when uh, both of well, Laura Dern's always been a pretty solid actress, but like Nick, this is like Nick Cage when he was before he became what he's been, what he's become in the last ten years. Like you know, this is like Nick Cage on his way to getting you know he's getting closer and closer to leaving Las Vegas. Like he's gonna okay. get to that you know like yeah. he's you see the trajectory in early Nicolas Cage stuff where it's like he's. Like what year is really that? Good. Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Geez, eighty something. Yeah, sounds about right. Wild at Heart was ninety. Eraserhead is. You, it doesn't make a difference what year it is because it's black and white and really weird. No, took, I was it took him where it was. It in took him seven to years. To, it took David Lynch something like seven years to make it. It was his first movie. They had to come back. Like like actors had aged <laughs> like noticeably. They had as to, like, they do. They had to find ways to kind of mask it all. It took, that, it took years to make it. That wasn't part of the plot, like in a Richard Linklater movie. Nothing like that. No. <laughs> Did you hear about? He's he's making another one that's supposed to span. It's actually going to film over twenty years now. Oh, good. Yeah. Interesting. Make sure, make sure you get some healthy actors. <laughs> I'm wondering how old is he. <laughs> what kind of health is he in? These eraser might have been late seventies. It's been a while since I saw it. It's weird. It is. That it is. So wait, so seventy seven, the... yeah. 77, really? Yeah, seventy seven. Nicholas Cage is in that? What is he a teenager? No, we were nobody nobody well, I shouldn't say there's no Nick Nick Cage is in Wild at Heart. Oh, or, or oh, watch oh, Blue oh, Velvet. Okay. Blue Velvet okay. too. I mean you can go back and watch any of those. Yeah, the Eraserhead, you're not going to recognize too many people from that one. But yeah, and kind of the the other little thing Nintendo dropped is they've had DLC characters. It's got Jack Nance yeah. in it, who is this guy. He's a character actor yeah. type who popped up in, like, he's in damn near every David Lynch thing that he did. Otherwise, otherwise it's a lot of people you're not going to recognize because it was a little indie thing. But Nintendo has, like, you know, they've been putting out anyway DLC characters. Yeah, <laughs> DLC characters for the newest Smash Brothers fighting game. And they put out this really cute trailer for the newest one. Um, so there's another fight. There's a 
the kind of dedicated fighting game developer called SNK, like King of Fighters and some of these fairly well-known, well-regarded fighting games. And so, like, the way the Smash trailers for the DLC characters have, have usually gone, it's, like, usually this invitation with the Smash symbol on it, like, an envelope, like, floats down, and then the character they're revealing picks it up. Um, so the way they did it for this SNK one is you just see kind of this envelope with the Smash symbol, like, it, it's done in the style of those own old SNK k games like it's floating across like various well-known scenes in different snk games like with different characters trying to grab it and it like blowing away from them and then at the very end of like two minutes of this it it, it fall it's picked up by a character called terry bogard who's kind of snk's signature he's like their ryu the the way ryu is for capcom's fighting games Okay. Uh, so so it's just this cute pixelated trailer of it falling into his hands, and then the camera pulls back and it switches to what his model's going going to look like in this 3D fighting game. Hmm. And it, 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 it's like one of the best fighting game trailers I've ever seen, just because it's kind of acknowledging the history of like all these other SNK characters. But then here's the iconic one you probably expected it to be when this trailer started. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, video games are getting to that age now where you can really start to play. Yeah. We, we, as human beings, we love our nostalgia. Oh, for sure. There's a reason that Stranger Things is doing what it does and that they've, there's a reason American Horror Story decided to pop back to the 80s now, too. When what? does that start? Last week. Yeah, it, it, it's... What? I missed that Crap. as well. American Horror, American Horror Story. I actually want to see that one. 1984. Because I fell off, like, part way into, uh, into cult. <laughs> yeah, Cult was a little rough. Which one was Cult? A couple seasons ago. I f- oh, hey, I, hey, I, I, last season was Apocalypse. Yeah, Cult was I, the no, one was that Cult was Cult two seasons ago. Some yeah, like that I, was, it, yeah, it, it was the one that was very like, oh, this was clearly from the election. Is what what? Yeah, it was what inspired it. it. It's, it's, was that after it's Roanoke? Chock full of political stuff. What was it? Roanoke. Roanoke was, was the one, that was, was the one that, that. that that we couldn't make it through. I don't, know. I don't know why. Roanoke, I... Roanoke I, was a little rough, too. <laughs> Roanoke, I'm most... Like, I like the first half of Roanoke. Like, 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 there's a section of Roanoke I really like, and then when it, like, shifted is the part I don't like. Yeah, we didn't make it through Roanoke and then missed Cult completely. Tried watching Apocalypse, made it through, I think, one and a half episodes. I oh, heard Apocalypse was de- real bad. Deleted it off. No, I really enjoyed Apocalypse. Really? Once you got past the first couple episodes and it like See? all of a sudden, all of a sudden it tied in stuff from a bunch of other seasons See? and you were like, holy crap, this is what I've been waiting for. All these little snippets of like, wow. you know, this little thing ties over from this season to that season. Like, you know, Pepper was in the asylum and Pepper was yeah. in the big, you know, in the, in the, uh, the freak show ep- this season. I'm really- like all these little things, all of a sudden there's a point in, in Apocalypse where it's just like, holy crap, here we go. Rock and roll. Oh. We're going to, I'm, we're I'm gonna ha- go to we're gonna go to Coven. We're gonna go to hotel. We're gonna. So I'm really like, good at giving up on over. it right before that. We're point gonna go to Murder House in each, in each season. Yeah, halfway you- for Roanoke, <laughs> second episode. Give Apocalypse another try. You can skip Roanoke and Cult. You won't miss anything out. Miss out on anything in Apocalypse. Apocalypse does a really good job of going back to earlier seasons. Like all of a sudden, like I think three. I think three different seasons. <clears throat> yeah, stuff from three different seasons okay. plays a prominent role in Apocalypse. But 1984 is like 80s summer murder camp, right? Yeah, it's a slasher film. Yeah. So, so, so it's basically it's be a ten episode slasher movie. So, so it's kind of him trying to do Scream Queens again now that Scream Queens has long canceled. Well, it it 
to an extent, yes. Um, it 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 it's it absolutely reeks of my opinion. First episode only. It reeks of eighties nostalgia. Stranger Things feels like it's set in the eighties, but it doesn't feel like they're throwing every single cliche at you from the eighties. Sure. American Horror Story nineteen eighty four feels like you were getting pelted by cliches from the 80s constantly. Well, that's kind of what those guys do. That's their shtick, yeah. is pelting you with the thing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, you know, aerobicize, aerobics, you know, aerobic was, was big in the 80s. So let's have like, let's have like, like, have that be a huge set piece and then have it be referred to multiple times during the episode. And then there's a character named Montana and I'm thinking there's nobody in the 80s named, named their Montana. kid Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me um but uh the, the, the for, for those people and now that we're completely off video games sorry real quick it note, real quick note if for those people who are into slasher movies um 1984 is great with the homage factor too because there's like little bits and pieces even in just that first episode obviously it's like a it's a take on friday the 13th because it's it's a summer camp thing but there's all sorts of little like oh that's like that's from black christmas that's from halloween that's from like they do with Stranger Things. There's like little yeah, things yeah. that like that's from Goonies, that's from ET, that's from you know. So so it sounds like I'll probably like it, just maybe not as much as Scream Queens. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I can I can remember how the David Lynch sidetrack happened because the game was like Twin Peaks. But because video game nostalgia, and oh, yeah, we, nostalgia. Got okay. we got into nostalgia because okay. video games. Going back to that topic, video games are you know have been around long enough that we can definitely play off of that. We could you could you can pull. You know, from a very different generation of video games yeah, into I'm, the new thing and kind of play and not just be sure. like, oh, here's this new thing, but it's also this thing that was. Remember how you liked it back in here? Well, here's what we can do with it now. Although I did appreciate <laughs> here's how, how the. Three, here's how three dimensional it can get and how really in depth the story can get, whereas, you know, maybe that wasn't there before. How the David Lynch sidetrack just happened and then ended without any resolution. That sounds like a David Lynch movie. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, see, and now you've brought it up, yeah. <laughs> which is also kind of a Lynchian thing. Where it's like we're gonna, well, we'll have like, a little homage to it. Yeah, well, ten fifteen minutes yeah. later, it's all part of the, <laughs> it's all part of the same universe, the Nerd Burger yeah. universe. What? Whereas Deadly Premonition went a different direction and ended with a Dragon Ball Z esque power battle, because why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. Bring back the things, you yeah. know. People had a people have been throwing a fit about like they'll they're and it's not even probably happening from the sounds of it, but there was like somebody made up made made a comment and the internet went crazy, like remaking that never happened. The Princess Bride. <laughs> Everybody had a big fit. And I, I post I'll admit, I posted Carrie yeah. Elwes' response to that, which I thought yeah. was clever. He said there are very few perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity yeah. to ruin this one. Aww. Which is a playoff of a line from the movie. Yeah. I thought that was clever. I thought, but at the same time, fine, make it again. Yeah, it won't be as good. Years. Yeah. Just like every other remake. It, it, no, it's not true. <laughs> if nothing, if, if it if it brings yeah. that lovely story to a generation of kids that would want to see actors they recognize with effects that they expect, right. then fine. Well, we remade yeah. Star Wars four years ago. Not yeah. that. New Hope I got, got remade. Yeah. 
Not that we talked about that. <laughs> bring back character or uh, actors they recognize. Not not that mean lady from House of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, we just remade yeah. Star Wars four years ago. Yeah. And, and I view Princess Bride like like a lot of remakes. Worst case, it brings a lot of attention back to the original. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll kick sales up for the original because yeah. people will be like, oh, I wonder what this was like the first time around. But did they they'll want they'll want to compare the two? Wait, didn't they already remake Princess Bride and call it Deadpool Two PG thirteen edition? <laughs> sure, but it kinda yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, admittedly not with the new actor. They they're had, in they had they're in the Fred Savage. They're in the position with Fred Savage being the age he is now. That Fred Savage could be the parent reading the book to his kid. Yeah. Which would not, be a fun the, call Just not back, the grandparent. Yeah. yeah, just not a grandparent. He could be, you know, my, and he <laughs> yeah. could, it could be the whole, like, they, they could wink at it and everything. He's like, my, gran, my grandfather read this book to me when I was sick. There you go. Yep. He, he plays the same character. <laughs> he plays exactly. the same character growing yeah. up, passing the book yeah. along. Because that worked out real well for vacation. Well... <laughs> I that mean, doesn't mean, not that it can't because, work out. because it didn't work one time over here doesn't mean it can't work again. No, I think that that would be a I think given people's love of the original movie, I think that would actually get asses in seats. Who 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 was responsible to for have the Fred Savage movie? play the father reading it can, to his to his son? Can you get the same writer director playing the same character to do the remake? Rob Reiner? Yeah, does Rob Reiner even make movies anymore? I'm not even sure. I don't know if he's still active. He's getting up there. Meathead's getting old. <laughs> does he, he just produce now? He might. Now we're gonna look it up, everybody. Yeah, which throw him in. What has Rob Reiner directed lately? Yeah. He may have. I mean, if nothing he may else, be doing stuff. He's got a lot of actor credits. Yeah. If nothing else, throw him on there as a consulting producer. Like at least get his input. He's only somewhere. got 26 credits as a director. Um, he he's not been super pro- prolific, yeah. I'm not even sure what. Well, he he did LBJ from a couple of years ago. Oh well, the writer is dead, William Goldman. Yeah, he died last year, not not quite a year ago. So I don't know. No, I don't think. Yeah. I, and, and Rob Reiner wouldn't, because Rob Reiner has you know very specific, a very specific love of the movie and of the people that did it and everything. He's he's said all sorts of wonderful things about Andre the Giant and. Oh, if they want to redo it, they can redo it. Mandy Patinkin won't have to say that line to everybody as much. <laughs> There'll be somebody else that'll get saddled with that. <laughs> Although, he, admittedly, for, for all his faults, because he is a little bit of a... Hmm, from yeah. what I understand, he's, yeah. he, he has also been on the... He's on the record as saying, like, why wouldn't I say that line for people? That, I mean, that, that movie... Yeah. Made money for you know put 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 you know that movie covered you know made uh, paid my mortgage and put my kids through college and base, basically it brought me a great deal career, of joy it brought yeah. me a great deal of joy and it brings these people a great great deal of joy and yeah. it takes me a few seconds and I say the line and they they have a story to go home. Plus, with. he got why to learn how to I, sword fight. Why wouldn't I say it? Yes, and right and left handed because mm-hmm. both he and Carrie Elwes had to learn to sword fight both with both hands so that they could switch partway through. Much like a Jedi. <laughs> Except completely not like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Any other video game stuff? Um, well, to go off on a different track because of the nostalgia thing, uh, Nintendo recently, as in like two days ago, so I haven't had a chance to play it a ton yet, uh, released a remake of a Game Boy era uh, Legend of Zelda game, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which is... 
it's one of those that's kind of when it came out it was a little bit controversial but like now it's considered one of the favorites in the franchise and it's they it's mostly the same game but they updated it with like this cute 3d art style and and like you know a few other like modern accommodations like they updated the controls a little so it'd be a little little less clunky than it was on the game boy which had very limited number of buttons to work with and and and, you know yeah they they did good i remember it as one of my favorites and it still holds up it's just you know a lot shorter than most of the the modern zelda games uh yeah it was it was released right after the super nintendo one a link to the past that's like widely considered the best in the franchise so probably one of the reasons it was controversial is it was it was coming off one of the strongest entries ever made in that series how many zelda games have there been a lot roughly Um, roughly. guesstimate 20 not that high uh unless you're talking spin uh unless you're talking kind of like side stuff or like oh, links appearances. Well, I don't on the... know how to answer that question. Yeah, no, I, I think in terms of like actual like Zelda games, I want to say like 15 okay. thereabouts. Like there's okay. been a lot of them now. Double digits, sure. It, 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 I played the first one yeah. <laughs> back it, in the day. It's gotten to the point where more of them are 3D than not. Oh, sure. Like that's that's how long the series has been around. <laughs> yeah, now I feel really old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, did like was the first was the first the first three D game I ever played. Probably um, it was in the arcade. What was it called? What uh, the the uh, Dragon Slayer, right? That one took two quarters. Oh, oh right, right, right. The Dragon Slayer was that what it was called? I'm that, trying you, to. You were a knight, and you actually moved around in like three dimensional space. I know the one you're talking about. I just can't remember what the proper name for it was. Like you may be right, but just do not recall that one super well. I remember well. when that came out, it was two quarters to play it, and I got killed immediately. <laughs> that video game took two quarters to play. Four bits for a 3D game, we used to say. What was, the, what was, the, what was it called? Was it like Abraham Slayer? Simpson over there. <laughs> Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Oh, oh, the, uh, yeah. That's what it was. The, the, the... It was a, it's a play off of the word Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. No. Well, and it was based off this Don Bluth animated thing, and it looked very pretty. Yeah. And it was 3D. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like 3D that we know, but it was like, it, you, you weren't looking at like... You weren't just moving left or right. Yeah, you were moving... You, your, your, yeah. your, your, dragon, your dragon killing dude, your knight, was moving into the screen. You weren't just going left and right. Like point of view, you no, you saw him. It was it was the third person point of view. You saw him from behind, and you know, like he could turn around and swing around. But ways like you know, like it wasn't like Double Dragon was two dudes on a screen, and they just moved up, down, left, right. Uh huh. They never went deeper into the screen. Oh, okay. There was no Z axis to the gameplay. Yeah, and Dragon's Lair is one of those kind of textbook examples of like trial and error has like you had to do precisely the right thing at the right time or you die yeah that's why i wasted 50 cents so many times yeah because <laughs> i would die almost immediately <laughs> like, fell off a bridge or something like oh well there went my 50 cents and this was this was like you know 50 cents back in the 80s when 50 yeah, cents yeah. really was a lot was, of money but but then the, the <laughs> that, time that meant you didn't eat lunch yeah like the next day at school and, and the timing could be so specific that even if you knew what you were supposed to do where it was still really easy to mess it up well we would go to bay beach 
park, Bay Beach amusement park, fun park, whatever it was over in Green Bay. And I would get some quarters and I could go and play Dragon's Lair at two quarters a pop and die a minute in. Or I could take those quarters and give half of them to my brother and we could go play Gauntlet where you're all playing teammates. And the more people you have playing, the better the game yeah, is. Yeah. And you're running around just blowing, you know, killing, killing monsters in a dungeon, killing, you know, lizard people and ogres and whatnot in a dungeon. Elf needs food badly. That one. Well, and I like <laughs> Mike doesn't know no. what I'm talking about. You never played Gauntlet? No. Oh, Gauntlet was awesome because that was that was one of those addictive ones that yeah. you could you could just keep feeding quarters in when you died and just continue in the spot yeah. you were. You could beat the game if you had enough money. Well, I play, and I played Pac Man and Ms. Pac Man and okay, so like two Space years later there was a, two centipede. years later. Damn it. <laughs> two years later, my microphone keeps <laughs> two years later, after Ms. Pac-Man or something came out, there was maybe three years, there was Gauntlet, which was a four person. You had it was you, four people could stand at the joystick. You know, there's four joysticks and but sets of buttons. It was a like a It was a dungeon crawling game. Yeah, basically. It was a top down dungeon crawler where you were there was a wizard, a barbarian, an elf, and a Valkyrie. So there was a girl character. Was this a, st- a stand-up yeah, cabinet or, or, or the flat one where people mm, I don't stood around I, it? I don't think I ever saw the sit-down yeah, flat thing, but okay. it, was a, it was a big stand-up one. Well, well this, uh, yeah. you know, extra we were wide all... to fit four controllers. and No, you kind of, the two people on the sides, kind of the two end people kind of were around the corner a little bit. It wasn't terribly wider. Hmm. But you know, you were also it was being played by little kids who were skinny, you know, like all all those little yeah. skinny kids. You know, you could pack four kids around there. And just, yeah. You didn't have to make any wide arm movements. It was just a For joystick sure, yeah. to move. But it yeah. was just movement, you could all play, you attack, all played, magic. Yeah, you and, and yeah, and you all played different characters. And when one of you died, you just pump another quarter, and it, yeah. whoop, back you were. Is that why Stranger Things works on the uh, two to one ratio that Netflix uses? What? Because those kids, they're they're little kids and they're skinny. Like they'd have to go to full anamorphic widescreen if uh they let that show go on much longer than the fourth season and Maybe. they all turned into adults. I don't know. Was the screen appreciably <laughs> wider in the second season when Sean Astin was on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go- Hop- Hopper's getting bigger every season. He's a chubby guy. Yeah, did what happened? To- I thought he <laughs> did he, they need to widen the screen? He for got him? all cut for uh for. Uh, uh, Hellboy. Anyway, anyway yeah. he went. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Is that a fat suit? Like, what happened to Hellboy? <laughs> when, when, what order did they film this stuff?" No, I, and I was gonna say, <laughs> you, you might have missed it. Cause, like, I grew up playing the NES version of Gauntlet, which oh, sure. was more or less the same thing. Yeah. But then around the time I was in college, they came out with it was basically in arcades. It was basically the same game, just with fancy 3D graphics, and sure. they did like boss fights at various intervals and all this other neat stuff just like punched it up a little for for newer audiences so so i thought that was neat played a lot of that when i was in college gauntlet was like yeah just top down four dudes just hordes of creatures coming after you and you just were looking for the exit to get to the next level you were also constantly looking for health items as it was looking for things that would give you health well no i don't know as you got bled down then you would like this the voice would say you know wizard needs food and if you got really low (laughs) it would say wizard needs food badly and then it would say wizard is about to die well and, <laughs> and that's when you got your quarter ready well and i don't know if you remember you weren't just losing health from being attacked it constantly ticked oh, yeah, down yeah. a little it, as well it just ticked down even if you weren't being attacked so you had to keep moving like like you you, you never wanted yeah. to just stand there you, you, you couldn't just stay in one place and clear the enemies out you needed to be you moving. Did to move if you wanted to finish the game you had to move you had to find that exit 
that was a that was a I nice. Mean, you could get potions and things. That a nice uh, blow up whole step bunches up and use magic and stuff. from yeah, from yeah. the Oregon dungeon where they just told you that the wizard got dysentery and died and you had to start over. <laughs> right. Sure. Wizard has died from dysentery. <laughs> 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 I was thinking about the Oregon Trail. It gets me thinking about, you know, traveling westward, which makes me start thinking, believe it or not, about the Donner Party. And a question that came up on the, the radio show that we listened to was, was there ever a good Donner Party? Was there ever, like, you know, somebody named Donner that threw a really good shindig? <laughs> and so when people, there's some people that talk about that Donner Party, uh-huh. it's like a good thing. It's like, yeah, we went to the Donner Party. It was a blast. And people just stare <laughs> Everybody at them Everybody got blankly. wasted. <laughs> you know, the, so much fun. A family named Donner that lives, you know, in, yeah. the, in the house, in the had neighborhood, a, and they throw all the good parties they had a kick on all ass, the holidays. They had a kick-ass, you know, yeah. Christmas party or something. Some some Fourth of July thing that the whole neighborhood comes to. People that move into the neighborhood, yeah. they have to be sat down and oh, ex- and yeah. told. Wait, no, it's even better if they're not explained. Just somebody comes up to him. So Donner party. <laughs> People are like, so, the guy you're talking to is like knows a little bit about history of Western uh, expansion in the United States and is like, uh, what? Die of starvation in the snow. What? No. <laughs> the Donner Party on Friday night. 26 like, Rivero. 2600 you, Rivero. The Donners, they throw the best parties. You're, you're coming to the party, right? And like, what kind it, of party? Is it themed is it? after the real Donner Party? <laughs> what are they having to eat? And then, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have to put on the in- invitations. No, for real. No cannibalism at this one. We're not lying. <laughs> BYO, BYO food. <laughs> you, show, BYO you just show up with a, you just show up with another person <laughs> this is mike he's my plus one soon to be plus seven eighths <laughs> anyway um is there a question <laughs> kevin question thank you for listening to the david lynching <laughs> of Nerdburger. Wow, all kinds of sideways. Yeah. I do, also, uh, I also want to know if people like give their last name as Donner when they go to fancy restaurants where they don't just say Donner to call you up to Don, get your Donner they say party. Donner of, party. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donner party of five. I mean Donner party of four. I mean Donner party of three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's what do you what, where you go? What do you got? Yeah, Josh, are you aware that Kevin is reading his own questions now? We're get, oh, we get he? audio. Yeah. So this is, uh, well, I'll let him tell us. 122 question. What happened to sweet potato fries? They were everywhere and now they're gone. Thanks, Kevin. (laughs) What what was that? Did he have like a computer reading the number of the questions? It sounded Sounded like like, like, yeah. 122 question. Yeah, just like a basic text to speech program. Maybe. Yeah. He might be messing with us. Whatever happened to sweet potato potato fries? fries. I I actually kind of want to know that. I love those things. That's a good question. They were everywhere Uh, for a while. Well, I think you still see them around the south a little more. I was just going to say, yeah. Kevin, down down here, they they haven't gone away. Yeah. <laughs> not not entirely. There there are definitely some places that don't offer them anymore, but yeah, you can still find them around here. Um, I don't know. I think they they did they pulled a curly fry. Which means Remember when the curly fry 
was all of a sudden popping up everywhere and every you know like they they were they were big they were like they they popped up in a lot of restaurants oh, yeah, and there were some sure. fast food places that started selling those along with the regular fries some fast food places that replaced the old fries that with I the don't curly remember fry. but Arby's did Arby's uh, used to have regular straight cut potato fries are they all curly now they're all curly now yeah it's their signature it has yeah. been for a long time yeah they switched over at oh. one point and there was like a point where that was a really the big thing it was a big deal and then it kind of went bleh, and but you know like a few places kept it and they're just kind of they're here and there i pretty much and only I think go to arby's for the two for six dollar gyros i think that's what ha- what happened with uh with sweet potato fries is that they're they had their boom and then now they kind of went away except that you know there's there's a few places that have yeah them. for sure they hung on to them because they were popular enough I think you can still buy them in your in your grocer's freezer. <laughs> oh, for sure. You can probably find them in your grocer's freezer. Take them home, fry them up, bake them. Enjoy them frozen. <laughs> Enjoy them frozen. In your grocer's freezer. Suck on a <laughs> suck on a frozen sweet potato fry until it's warm. Oh! <laughs> Thaw them out for an extra special treat. Okay, you, uh, you're yeah. quoting a com- comedy bit. God damn it, this microphone. I'm really tired of this thing. Yeah, anyone have a wrench handy? <laughs> I think you just need to. I'm going to try to fix this. Probably, probably not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to turn that thing. There you go. That's how you tighten it. N- Nerd Burger and the Art of Podcast Repair. Woo! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm back. So, yeah, I think the. You know, they had their heyday, and then they kind of went away, and a few places got them. Yeah. Um, perhaps someone out there in Silicon Valley would like to create an app that tells us where we can find sweet potato fries. Sweet potato yeah. fry locator. Yeah. Yeah. Just and It keeps, keeps track of every menu. Just It just scrapes the internet for menus for restaurants and finds places that have the word sweet and potato next to each other in quotes on their menu and just <laughs> and just updates that on a monthly basis and you can find right. sweet potato fries whenever or, you want them or or sweet sweet and potato with a boolean operator in, in between sure why not is that a plus or an ampersand you're talking to the wrong person i don't know i never understood that <laughs> i just put it in quotes i took one programming class in college i have no idea <laughs> i know boolean is a thing i don't know i don't know anything <laughs> about it <laughs> like when so. you search for 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 gr- girls on cars you got to put it in quotes. Okay. <laughs> Again, you got to stop. Okay, you know what? Next week's episode is just going to be us playing the the comedy bits we did, that you referenced today. We did that. I was going to say that next week's show is going to be like a morning show. I was like, we did that already. All right. Anyway, so I, I, does anybody have else anything else to offer? I think that's just kind of what happened. They, so they had the, their boom and then they yeah. just kind of. But they're not gone. Some places. No, they're out there. They're just, just more places. difficult to find. Little Probably sc- more difficult to find up there than down here. Yeah. A little scarcer, but you can still find them if you look. Hey, international listener. Um, <laughs> do you have sweet potato fries? Is that a thing where you are, wherever you are in do the world outside of the United potatoes. States? I'm just, <laughs> you, can, you, can not, you can have your country not produce a particular vegetable and have that vegetable in your restaurant. Fried in oil, yeah. We have sesame seed on everything in this country, and nobody in this country grows sesame. No? Not enough to put seeds on everything. <laughs> I've been watching Silicon Valley lately. And yeah. There was a character <laughs> on there who made a killing in the sesame market because the, <laughs> because the cicadas were going to decimate the crops in certain regions. <laughs> Weird character. 
<laughs> he became obsessed with What's Burger King, and he had them buy. He had his assistant buy one of everything, and then he became obsessed with the sesame seeds on all the on all the buns. Buy one of everything from Burger King. Oh, from oh, oh, one of everything off the Burger King menu. Yeah, he was okay. like, he was like, and I drove past a Burger King. Is this place? popular <laughs> people his assistants like the people are in there with him his board oh he hadn't like, heard of burger king before? he's a really weird guy on the show he's like okay. like this is this is silicon valley the show about like silicon valley tech people tech geeks and everything so there's some really is that said in the present yeah basically okay. yeah and he's like and the, <laughs> his assistants are like yeah it's it's good people like it <laughs> <laughs> It kind of had its heyday in the 90s and it's down a bit, but people you, still uh, go. <laughs> I want you to go to the nearest Burger King location and purchase one of every menu item. Bring it back to me. Just because he wanted to try them. Yeah, because he couldn't be bothered to go into a Burger King or through the drive-thru on his own because he's a weird guy. Now, see, the first place <laughs> that my mind goes when you talk about buying one of every item off of a menu is you take them apart and you create the super item out of everything that, oh, sure the, those good fast food menu hacks yes. that people do videos no, about this was, now <laughs> this was better this was better because then the people came back in and he had all of the burger king items splayed out in a half circle in front of him <laughs> and he was examining all of them and he were was they like, labeled and he was like a full 70 78 percent of the sandwiches here have sesame seeds on their buns and that's when he got the idea to invest in sesame and he well it's it's a whole build-up okay. like and it ultimately benefits somebody like why not ketchup <laughs> You have to watch the what, show, man. Why not fry oil? <laughs> because ketchup's made everywhere, and the, like for the purposes of this show, yeah, the sesame okay. market is like the sesame growers, where that happens, where people grow sesame, is much more limited. And he was able to yeah, watch the show. No, okay. weird guy. And then the actor died in between the first and second season, so they had to oh, kill off no. the character. Yeah, he had cancer while he was filming. Apparently, wow, just yeah. wanted to keep working. Yeah, he just didn't want to sit around and. Wait. Die of cancer. Yeah, to, and now to completely enjoy fair. doing his thing. Years later, yeah, people still remember. Yeah, he's a work. weird character. I would have loved to. Now the character that kind of replaced him, you kind of got like, oh, okay, so they brought in a weird female character who's kind of got her own quirks. <laughs> oh. She's fun too, but I do kind of wish that we, we we would have seen more Peter Gregory. But the actor passed. So, and on that note, <laughs> way to bring the show down, Craig. You, the Twin Peaks theme. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me again. Yes, thank you, Josh. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to Kickstarter right now to uh, get... Uh, Capers Covert, as well as any of the other Capers stuff that you can get. The, there's backer tiers for all sorts of things. There's still um, some of the higher level tiers available if you want to help create an NPC and put them in the book. Make your mark on the book. Um, and uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn more about the game stuff. Going to have to change the dog's name to Pavlov. He's responding to the bell. Wonderful. Going to eat me? Science joke. <laughs> He's only going to eat your crotch and only if it smells good. On the next episode of Nerdburger, we do an episode called Nerdburger Minus Nerdburger. <laughs> it's just a recording of a guest occasionally commenting on things <laughs> with long pauses and sometimes clearly being interrupted by somebody else whose voice is not there. 
because I do that, and I know I do it, and I apologize to all of our guests for interrupting people. I just get Wait, so excited. Are we going to record it like that, or are we going to edit an actual episode? Yeah, we'll edit ourselves out. We're going to need a new mixer <laughs> that separates the channels into everyone's microphone. We'll this one doesn't do that. We'll figure something out. <laughs> or, or, or just like do it via Discord or something and have everyone record their own audio. Yeah, we'll just do, we'll just do you, me, and somebody. I'll do. I'll stay at home, and we'll do a, one of our remote guests. There you then, go. That'll work. And you'll just record your, yourself. Okay. <laughs> or you'll we'll we'll, we'll just and, record the guests will record themselves on Audacity and then just send that to us. <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll, we'll just post and that. Then, and then we'll delete us. You yeah. won't have to delete us because he'll only, not, not just, he'll only record themselves. We'll just record. Yeah, yeah. if everyone's awesome. audio is recorded separately, yeah, it makes it real easy. I like this idea. That means uh, a lot less editing for Mike. It means no editing. <laughs> it means a lot less editing. No, it there means be, no editing. No, well, I'll have to trim the ends, but... Oh, pff, know, that doesn't count. And put the music in. Because the music no, happens on this end. No, that's Nerdburger. That's us. That's part of Nerdburger yeah. minus Nerdburger. That, that, that's part of oh, that's your the brand. It's just the, them talking. The theme is part of the minus it's Nerdburger? It's John. It's okay. just John. It's just John. It's no Garfield, no Garfield word bubbles. Okay. <laughs> Guests. So it will literally be like five minutes of blank air sure. before we introduce the guest without a theme song. And then random laughter for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay, get, uh, regular guests, uh, email us. Um, who, whoever's first gets to be John. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. For future reference for podcasts, if we had been smart, we would have really paid attention to this, the 15 minutes beforehand. Yeah, and then we would have recorded all that stuff, and then as uh, you were as you were doing each episode, every, you'd chunk it every four episodes or four or five episodes. Put or out, put out a, a clip show, or better yet, <laughs> and we wouldn't tell people that we were doing this. Yeah. We do the whole, you know, do five years or whatever of the podcast and record these fifteen minute chunks each time, and then do a whole new podcast <laughs> like a <laughs> year's like a year. worth of episodes where we never actually record anything. Yeah. Just every week, you just go click, 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 click. All right, click. that's gonna go. <laughs> as I was about saying, and then at the end of it, you tell them, "Oh, by the way, we recorded all of this stuff." seven years starting seven years ago what happened to news as i know some (laughs) as i know some podcasts will like record a little before and a little after and if any of it's good it's just this little bonus soundbite at the end of the episode and that's pretty much what what we do now yeah